Dust off that bottle of wine from the back of the cupboard. Push the boat out with some nibbles. Buckle up, strap yourselves in, and hold on to the seat of your knickers. Kath and Amy, they're a little bit wrong, but oh, so right. A warm welcome to episode four of the extortionate price of a fish pie. Before we kick off, I want you to imagine we're all living our best life. We're together in a jazz club, the lights are low, the music's chilled and we're indulging in our favourite snacks and drink. I've got a great big steaming hot chocolate with whipped cream marshmallows of works. What have you got, Kath? I'm going for a strawberry daiquiri this week. It's got to be alcohol based, darling. Very sophisticated. Now, my lovelies, if you've been listening to our podcast thus far, you know how completely polar opposite Amy and I are. We are so mismatched. We shouldn't work but we do. Kind of like French fries being dipped in a milkshake. Oh, no thank you. One of my friends used to do that all the time when I was a kid. She loved it. Yes, people do. Shouldn't work, but it does. Same as us. (laughs) In episode four of the podcast, we will be delving into the challenges of life as two mums, wives and carers, and we promise no topic is off limit. Think of this podcast, my darlings, as a survival guide. Learn from our constant, and I do mean constant, barrage of mistakes. You can't even shake a stick at them, there's that many. You can laugh with us, or you know what? You can laugh at us. We're not bothered. No, absolutely. So let's have some fun together. After all, we're all in this thing together called life. Isn't that right, Kath? Yes, it is. Just fake it till you make it. Now, I have to say that you walked in to the conservatory today to record this fourth episode with a little bit of a wobble. Your bottom is sort of doing some different things that I haven't seen before. And I mean, I don't look at your bottom very often. You clearly have studied my posterior, which is a little bit weird. I really haven't. Honestly, it was kind of a bit of a hobbly walk. What has been going on for you this week? I've been cycling. (gasps) I know in a previous episode of our podcast, you talked about buying a bike. Yes. So you've really your oh, bike don't my, my son wanted one for his 16th birthday which i don't know if you're aware it's been like trying to find fairy dust buying bikes at the moment because everybody since lockdown is just getting bikes okay so it was only a couple of weeks after his birthday we managed to get him one well biggest mistake of my life because now i have to go out with him i hate it how much do you hate it i hate it with a passion if i could smash my bike up and set light to it believe you me i would have done it yesterday i went out for a bike ride with my son i cycled past this lady and she was picking blackberries on the side of the road and i said to her as i cycled past that half a fraction of a mile an hour that looks like such a nice activity and she said yes i saw you coming and thought no thank you and i (laughs) felt like crying even more by that point because i completely agree with her but it was a bit more painful you said this week when you went don't both my son and i have bought these shorts (laughs) and they're padded front and back front and back yes for protection against your saddle because whoever invented saddles is a masochist so do they make you look like you've got a great big bottom you have no idea munchkin and the only problem with that is because they are very padded i actually forgot that i was wearing them and i went straight after a cycle ride to the supermarket so i waddled around looking like a cross between (laughs) kim kardashian and donald duck i need to see you you in these shorts no it's never gonna happen but i don't understand it's padded front and back you must just look big all over yes 
Yes, they're not the most flattering of things. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's not funny. You have to have this protection because otherwise, I tell you, you'd be like John Wayne getting off a horse. So why was your bike ride more uncomfortable yesterday? They got a bit wedged in a place that they shouldn't have. <laughs> so they weren't offering the protection oh. that they should have been. Oh. They moved a little bit sideways, <laughs> did they? Oh. Yeah. Can I have some sympathy, please? Because it's hurting walking around. It's not funny. I'm walking like I've messed myself. So if anyone wants to give these padded shorts a try, just make sure they're centralised before you go. Yeah, get the right size, because I had to cut the legs of them as well, because they were grotting me. (laughs) I'm going to come out sometime when I know you're cycling to do a video or some pictures. I'm not going to tell you where because no one needs to see that. Well, I have been debating putting up my Christmas decorations. Yes, I mentioned the C word. It's happened. And I'm not sorry. What are you on about? You can't put decorations up. It's a miserable time. We're all fed up of 2020, aren't we? Well, a recent study I saw claims putting up your Christmas decks early makes you happier. So... Who am I to argue after the year we've all had? To be honest with you, I think you're onto something there. And I have been saying for a while, as you will back up, it only seems like five minutes ago we put everything away. So my philosophy is keep the tree up and just change the decorations throughout the year for like Easter, birthdays. Just keep it up the whole time. You're hilarious. This is you saying this. You take yours down on Boxing Day. After Christmas Day, you're like, it's over, it's finished decorations are coming down yes only because it's just for christmas i have it up for quite a while before christmas i put them up probably the first weekend of december michael buble goes on that's it mate christmas has started i think everyone should all of us should put our decorations up earlier i am fully backing you on that munchkin and i'm gonna have a drum tree this year what does that mean i'm gonna get my husband's drums because he's got a couple of drum sets and i'm gonna stack them i've seen a picture of it really arty from big to little no don't yes i am you are an idiot you won't do it it'll just look like a pile of drums oh please don't <laughs> no I'm doing please it please don't and then I want to get loads of fairy lights oh, and just put no. them everywhere Amy don't when you come over to do the podcast I'll just cover you in fairy don't. lights you'll be much nicer to look at rude please don't put a pile of drums in your front room and put fairy lights on them it'll look ridiculous I think you should put fairy lights on yourself when you're bike riding I'm not going to do that because I hate bike riding and I'm going to find every excuse possible to not go anymore. You could just put them around your bottom area so it lights up. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you've given that some thought. You're thinking about my bottom quite a lot, Amy. So come on. I'm going to have to go soon. (laughs) Who's with me? (laughs) Let's go for it. Let's put up our Christmas decorations. What say you? I say yes. Well, we're moving on seamlessly, aren't we, Kath? From bottoms to noses. Oh, right. I don't think I like where this is going. Well, it's time for the confession. Oh, no. And you get the job yet again. Oh, no. Come on. It's only because you've done something really stupid this week. You're nose shaming me and I won't have it. It is happening. (laughs) Now, every week we regularly mess up all the time. We get things wrong. I mean, who doesn't? And this week, Kath is going to fess up. But first, we need that all-important fanfare. Who doesn't need a fanfare in this life? If love... Life without a fanfare is the life that I've been given. I don't want it. Tell us all what happened with your nose. I woke up the other morning and I was in agony. I can't even tell you how much pain I had in my nostril. Oh no. It was 
burning. It's really important we know which nostril. The left hand nostril. Oh. I was nearly crying. It was agony. This is very dramatic. Do you know why I had a really sore nose? I do, but you need to share it with everyone else. I'd stuck my finger up my nose in my sleep and it had stayed there. I don't even know how many hours and it was killing me. So let me get this right. You fell asleep yes, and at some normally. point during your long restful sleep yes you stuck a finger yes up your nose right up my nose really far yes you woke up with burning pain agony agony and it was because of my own finger inserted in my own nostril i mean i can understand what the egyptians did you know when they used to mummify people and pull their brains out through their noses (laughs) i felt like that was actually going to happen to me i think you need to go to sleep in future with gloves on maybe like baby cotton mitts yes yeah, I think I'm going to have to because I tell you what, I don't want that to happen again. You're a danger to yourself, Kath, I, let alone anyone else. It's just ridiculous. I can't even sleep normally. You need a government warning <laughs> for bike riding, for sleeping. Yeah, for everything. <laughs> now, every week, we are going to bring you our favourite news story from around the world. Something that's made us smile. Now, I've got a very serious question I need to ask you, Kath. Okay, do you notice how my ears pricked up then? No, because you've got headphones on. Do you get fed up of rolling your bin out on rubbish Yes, I do, because it's very heavy and it drives me insane. It hurts my back. And then I've got a really wonky path to take it out of when I go and put it by the road. So I have to bump it all over that. And what about when you put it out really early in the morning before you go off to work or whatever you're up to in the day and then the seagulls come along because the lid's not shut on the wheelie bin and they attack it and there's rubbish everywhere. Very annoying. Seagulls are very annoying. Beautiful, but annoying. Well, a genius answer to this problem has been found. A very clever American... American engineer called Mr. Cove mm. has created a bin and it takes itself out for collection. <laughs> Can you actually believe this? No. It has a camera which recognises the bin men's lorry and the bin wheels itself out. That is genius. I would get in touch with Mr. Cove and I would ask him to do me one that's remote control. And then I would chase the bin lorry and the bin men all over the estate. But I'm just thinking, what else could you get to be remote controlled? My husband. (laughs) Your bike so you don't have to ride it. I could make a cardboard cut out of myself and control it from my bedroom. So my husband thinks I've gone out. I'm actually upstairs. Genius. Mr. Cove, could you give me a ring? <laughs> could open up a whole new world. World your oyster. <laughs> Remote controlled oyster. Kath and Amy. They're a little bit wrong, but oh, so right. I love the phrase, I know I'm getting old when, here's mine, I know I'm getting old when relaxing with a friend has a whole new meaning. Right. And this is when I want us to let people know that we have slept together, haven't we, Kath? (laughs) It was a very nice experience. Would you like to explain to people what happened? (laughs) We went through a phase of really being into Jane Austen films, didn't we? Oh, I love... TV adaptations. I love a bit of Jane Austen. Pride and Prejudice. (laughs) We spent so much time saying forsooth and henceforth. And wanting to wear the dresses like they wear with the bits that hang off the bums. Can't yeah, what they're called. And your husband came back from a fishing trip and you made him dance around the garden, <laughs> didn't you? After watching one particular Jane Austen film. And pointing at the house and saying, All this is yours. 
He didn't understand what I was talking about. We got halfway through, I think, a film. It wasn't the best one, was no, it? No, it wasn't. Can't remember what it was called. It was Persuasion. It wasn't very good. Don't watch it. We'd had quite a big lunch as well, hadn't we? Oh, yes. We were feeling a bit sleepy, so we decided. We were going to have a nap together. Naps of the future. You fell asleep on the armchair. I fell asleep. You snored and your mouth was open. And I fell asleep on the sofa. It was handsome. And you snored. Yeah, I probably dribbled a bit as well, to be fair. And we took that further because we had a meeting <laughs> a few months months ago just before <laughs> lockdown and we got there really early so some people would say oh you know let's brainstorm a bit let's yeah. talk about what's going to yeah. go on in the meeting not no. us we went and found a car park that was empty and we both had a nap <laughs> We could have spent that time going over what we needed to talk about. No, 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 no. It was far more important to have a sleep. (laughs) I can't wait till we can spend proper time together again because it's a nice experience when you feel that comfortable with someone. Yeah. It's great. I agree. I think everyone should sleep together. So do I. (laughs) What the world needs is love, sweet love. And napping. And napping. I am feeling pretty exhausted after all the excitement of bins and bike riding and padded bottoms. And We've been laughing too much. It's tiring, isn't fingers it? Fingers up noses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which leads me nicely. It's oh. a tedious link into the word for the week. Now, this is a challenge that we like to bring every episode of our podcast. And we want you to take this word and slip it seamlessly into conversation. Don't draw attention to yourself and then give yourself an internal high five when you've done it. doesn't matter who you bump into, whether it's an old friend that you see, your children's school teacher, the tax man, someone in the bank, someone in the post office. Uh, Let's just stop there. (laughs) The word for this week that we want you to slip seamlessly into conversation is wabbit. What does that mean? It means exhausted or slightly unwell. Well, I see where your link was going now, Munch. So after a bike ride, you could say, I am am feeling wabbit before a bike ride, really. Yeah, well, before so I can get out of doing it. When you've woken up and you realise your finger is stuck up up something, whatever it is. (laughs) I am wabbit. (laughs) When you've got to roll your bin out yet again. And it's over all your bumpy cobbles. Your wabbit. Wabbit. Brilliant. So can you take up the mantle? Can you slip our word seamlessly into conversation without drawing any attention to yourself? And when you do, you must give yourself an internal high five. Isn't that right, Cass? Absolutely. We live for an internal high five. So this is the point of the week that I know you all wait for with bated breath. Yes. Drum roll, please, maestro. It's the survival guide tip of the week. I love this so much. And it's your turn to bring a life-saving tip to the general public. It feels like a massive responsibility. It is. I mean, last week you told us how to eat chocolate without having to share it with any members of your family. Which I'm sure you can agree was absolutely genius. Yeah, and at the same time we discovered that you keep all treats hidden in your tumble dryer. Yes, I do. (laughs) And I am not sorry in the slightest. Well, now, if, like me, sometimes you don't know where your children are in the house Mm. and you shout and you shout again, no one's coming they've all got selective hearing they're all busy doing their little things you know trying to tell them tea's ready they still don't come downstairs whatever it is if you're fed up turn the internet off (gasps) it's all you need to do just like that just like magic puff They will appear in front of your eyes in seconds sometimes. Genius, Amy. It is a mum magic trick. 
absolutely genius. I didn't think you could go up any further in my estimation, but my goodness, woman, you've just gone through the ceiling. <laughs> absolutely amazing. <laughs> I am just relieved that you're here, I have to say. <laughs> I didn't know if we'd get here no. this week. You dropped your daughter back to university, didn't you? Yes, miles and miles and miles away. And then you got a little lost on the way back. Don't. I pulled into some services and I couldn't find the motorway again. <laughs> it's not unusual for us. I mean, we have been known to take a journey up to Bristol. Yes. <laughs> not example. even that far. And we got entirely lost trying yes. to get out of Bristol. Yes, we did. We had to phone my husband and, come on, <laughs> Kath, what did we say to him? Poor David. I was panicking. King, and I said, you need to phone David and you need to ask him if we live in the southwest. <laughs> Which Amy duly did. And David, very calmly, because I could hear his voice, said, Yes, Amy, yes, you live in the southwest. <laughs> For you. But you were repeating this mantra, weren't you, when you got lost? Yes, I was, because I was following my sat nav, which was taking me around lots and lots and lots of A roads. Every now and again, I saw a sign saying the Southwest, and I was like, yes, I live in the Southwest. It was like my little mantra. But I did come across some very funny place names. So you were travelling on all these A roads? Yeah, it was quite enjoyable, actually. I went past Stonehenge. Oh, beautiful. Longley. Yeah, it was lush. So come on then, what were some of these place names you saw? Well, my favourite one was Middle Wallop. <laughs> I want to live there. Just imagine if that was your address. That's genius. Middle wallop. I love that. Oh, mate. I mean, I would pay to have that as my address. And the other place that I got a little bit confused at was the street with no name. Yeah, don't, because it caused me a lot of anxiety. What happened when you got to a street with no name? I got very confused and started singing U2. Because <laughs> their streets had no name. <laughs> Do you see what I did there? I have a picture of you now saying, do we live in the Southwest? Do we live in the Southwest? Singing you two simultaneously. Yeah, well, you know. How did you get home? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Amy, sadly, all good things have to come to an end. I can't believe it. We're at this time already. I know. Time flies, doesn't it, darling? Thank you for joining us on the fourth episode of our podcast, The Extortionate Price of a Fish Pie, as we let you into the craziness of our life and how we attempt to survive. Together, we embrace the challenges, laugh at the it's fair to say, constant mistakes and work out how to navigate life's challenges we all face. So until next week, say goodbye, Amy. Toodle pip. Say goodbye, Kath. Cheers and gone.